This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Alright, hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV Podcast. I'm Fusion X. Joining me today, we've got the dancing Zenidra. The It's me, I do it. The nodding Aldino and the trying not to laugh too loud <laughs> Rook. What? I feel called out. <laughs> uh, so, today, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the latest, uh, and, and as far as we know, last episode of the creation of Shadowbringers. Uh, we had a bonus episode this past week here with uh, them talking about your hot dog apocalypse. Before that... I love bonuses! Bonuses are great! It's amazing. Uh, before that, we do have one a little bit of news here. Uh, new Mog Station items. So... If you want to spend money, you can get a Meg Diaka. Diaka? Diaka? Smaller fairy queen lady. Fairy attire, we'll call it. Uh, You can also. Yeah. Uh, You can also. I didn't check. Is that gender locked? No, it's for men and women, but the wings are affixed to it permanently. So it's like the demon angel sets. Okay, there you go. Um, you can also get the Rubylite Carbuncle Mount, the Ruby Carbuncle Attire, and the Ruby Carbuncle Slippers. If you don't know what that looks like, just think of all the other Carbuncle gear that we've had and make it red. And there you go. So, uh, that'll take us into our discussion here, which is the creation of Shadowbringers Yorha Dark Apocalypse. So in this video, we had Yoshida-san, we had Yoko Taro, who is the director of Nier Automata and of Yorha Dark Apocalypse, and we had Yusuke Saito, who is a producer on Nier Automata and uh, a, a play tester for, for Dark Apocalypse. I feel like that was a it's not not quite a promotion, uh, but uh, so. I mean, if he got paid for it, they, sounds good to me. They weren't working on anything else. Um, so. Uh, Taro-san said this is the first time uh, he's worked on an MMO, so there was a bunch of unique rules that he had to follow, uh, which made creating the story a little challenging. Um, He says, I wrote something crazy, and they told me, oh, you can't let the Warrior of Light do something like that. Uh, And I was getting yelled at by the Final Fantasy XIV team. Um, I really wish they'd gone into detail here about what those crazy rules are. I know! That's the thing. Like Anytime they go like, yeah, like we had this really crazy thing, and we can't say anything about it. (laughs) I wanted, I also want to know what he wrote. Like, what was the original crazy story he wanted? See, yeah, if, what if, crazy stuff did he want to do? If if I could get one question answered by the dev team, like no, like no restrictions, it would be what was the original boss for 1.0? Because every time we hear about it, it's like, oh, we're not going to talk about it, but oh, it was such a great boss. No idea what it was. <laughs> I need to I th- I right that. now or at the end of the show to grab those little two quotes from the outline and stick it in the document for the next time we have an interview. What were the things? <laughs> they won't tell us because they may use it later or it was that bad that no, PR is yeah. like... I mean, yeah, it might be a that bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> PR is just like... Mm. <laughs> they don't want us to know the limits of what they'll do either. Yeah, no, that's you true. Know, like, it's a little. Are, are there are there limits? I mean, we get we get nuker in Excel daily quests. Um, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Saito-san working as a test player for the raid content. Um, he plays uh, as a paladin. He likes to off tank. Um, 
And then uh, for the project, uh, Yoko Taro supervised some of the elements uh, and came up with the original concepts as well as worked on the scenario and oversaw different cinematic elements. Um, and then Yoshida just kind of filled in the cracks <laughs> wherever wherever it was he needed. He does whatever he does. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hardly um, any work. <laughs> yeah, no, no work whatsoever no. from 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 Yoshida-san. Um, they talked a little bit about how the collaboration started. We heard a little bit about this. Um, was it was it TGS? I think so. They they yeah. did a live letter, and I think they had them on. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, Yoshida wanted to work with them, and so he invited him out to dinner. Um, and after staking two bottles of wine, Yoshida asked if they'd like to work with him. Uh, he, you know, Yoshida says, "I kind of bribed him." Uh, Saito yeah, says, I'm drunk. "I feel, I felt, I feel, I did feel a little conned." Uh, and Yoko says, "We were very drunk at the time, so I don't remember uh, what happened, but I do remember that the, the, the steaks were very tasty." <laughs> Can I just? <laughs> He right, thought right. that he was just asking, like, oh, do you like the steaks? And he's like, yes, they're very totally. good. And then they had to do a collaboration together. Would you like to do a collaboration? Uh, sure. With more steaks? Totally. Um. I mean, I would, I would love to be, to be asked to do stuff if every time I got wine and steak. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. No. Wine yeah, anybody who wants to approach me, I will take yeah. wine and steak as fair trade, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question for those of you who are more familiar with Yoko Taro than I am. Is the mask always like, cracked? So the, the, the mask changes? Does it? Well, it was cracked. So the, the way it works is there's a front and a back to it. And I mm-hmm. think just at some point it got cracked and he just, that's the, the mask that he has. So I think he just is kind of dealing with it. Okay. Um, there I was. If it was like, a thematic thing or like there was actually some mm, kind right. of accident with the mask and he was just like whatever let's go with it it sounds Pro- good probably i mean i remember there was uh the near automata panel at pax east was it last year or the year before um where he was actually on the panel but they had some audio issues because of the the mask and yeah. so he'd actually like held like the front of the mask like the entire panel and then they made, I remember them making a joke about uh, the mask during the panel. And he's like, oh, yeah, but I keep snacks in here. And he, like, pulled out, like, a granola bar or something that was just, like, <laughs> sitting in, like, what the Okay. Like, I mean, guy's crazy. Guy's he's crazy. prepared. Look, look, you're going to wear a mask at all times. You're going to start making use of that real estate, you know? Yeah. You wear fancy I mean, pants that don't have pockets because he's got one on his head. And fanny <laughs> pants I mean, are coming back. You know, we'll I mean, just he, wear mascot heads and stuff. He knows, he knows how to. Mask? He knows how to do packs. He's got the he's got the face mask on. He's got right. his 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 energy bar. He's he's ready to go. He's staying hydrated, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I I never played uh, any of the near games, and I so I really didn't keep up with uh, this mm-hmm. particular guy until uh, fourteen crossover. At, but I I didn't think that I'd seen this big crack across the mask before, and I'm like. What is this? I must ask my friends later. Probably, probably when he like shoves it in a briefcase, like going between yeah. something, right? And it just he's like, oh crap, uh, duct tape, great, Correct. that'll work, that'll work. Yep. People will speculate about it. I'll keep it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for the question, guys. There it is. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so the whole the whole reason this this thing even started, which is 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 a little wild to me. Um, people have been wanting near costumes in fourteen for a long time. Like we 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 know this, right? We've seen the community mock ups and everything. And Yoshida's like, 
Um, but you know, like just swapping costumes is easy. It's just data. Like it, the cost wouldn't be high. Like whatever. That's boring. And so they wanted to do something bigger. Um, and because um, with the timing of the expansion they had the resources to allocate so they're like let's just make this a big meaty crossover and make people work to get these costumes that they want um and during testing uh they were talking about they how they wiped a lot because of the difficulty of it uh yoko taro says i, I was dying that. immediately all the time because it was so difficult i have no idea how final fantasy 14 players could clear this content so easily oh don't cast rays on me just let me die just let me be just let me go in peace just please just kill me um <laughs> really does sound like day one patch <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it does i loved oh my gosh oh uh, we were talking about this a little bit pre-show even mm -hmm. but i just love every single second of their banter in this video these I mean, guys are buds they are buds and i don't think you always <laughs> see that with a collaboration but even just like hearing them you know talk about testing it all together, hearing them talk about, gosh, even, you know, deciding to do it in the first place. There's this great back and forth that you can tell that, like, they've obviously gotten along really well with their, like, mentalities and mindsets mm -hmm. and personalities. And watching Yoshi just, like, crack up nonstop at the things that Yoko Taro is saying, it's, like, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So kids like oh, watch watching from the, the behind the camera, just like feeling a little sad. He's like, I used to make Yoshida laugh like that. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say he just one up Soken immediately. Aww. No Soken, you're still number one in my heart for goofballs. Aww. Um, I do I do enjoy like he's sitting behind the couch, clearly not wearing the mask, like holding it up. Mm he's -hmm. <laughs> like kermiting this mask. Well because they probably had to mic him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it but doesn't work. So he's like, I'll just I'll just hold the mask because I gotta stick me up. It's like He is he is committed he is yeah. committed to the bit. <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope there's some sort of creature in in either the crossover or a game in the future that just has like a long arm esque neck commemorate this weird holding up. Well the, 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 the mask the mask is actually based off of one of the characters. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's the design in game. Yeah. He's just Yokotaro is so interesting. And Zen, I mean, we'll get into it more, obviously, but Zen, I I was kind of in the same boat as you in that like I knew about Nier, but I didn't really know much beyond that. And it wasn't until this was announced that, you know, we picked up Nier Automata and started playing it. And then I started hearing more about him as a person and we start seeing him more in the fan letters and things. And he really is like a big personality, you know? <laughs> Um, but you can obviously see that same personality reflected in his work and kind of the off-the-wall nature of it and the creativity in it that's so interesting. And I know that was one of like the big comments and sort of feedbacks from this first portion of the raid that people didn't feel like they were quite as surprised, maybe, as they were anticipating being okay. because of his influence. So I am I am curious and I am wondering, um, even as they were talking about some of this, it seemed like there was this opening for maybe something different happening with the 24 mans that like you know they're joking about we'll do three no maybe four maybe a hundred of them you know like and i kind of sat there going are you gonna do something really weird with this or are we gonna stick to the formula i don't know yeah i actually well, I mean, we, we a already, similar thought like we've um, already seen them stray from the formula right we had this this last yeah. patch it wasn't a 24 man patch but we still had two quests about it so like right. what yeah but even beyond that, um, I don't remember if it was a discussion we had about the the quest formula being different, or if it was something in an interview somewhere where they were like, 
is it going to be three? So I feel like they've mentioned it more than once at this point. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. We'll see. Four? Four? Four. Ah! Oh. word. Yes. As long as we get the amusement park. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my thing. I just want the amusement park. Um, so uh, after playing, Yokotaro was given directions, um, talking about wanting background music to start at certain points of the, the level. And Yoshida said, I was surprised you're looking at content uh, in such a level-headed manner and being able to assess it, direct <laughs> all the different elements of it. So was all this dying and stuff just, just an act? And Yokotaro says, oh, no, I, uh, I watched a playthrough of a video uh, by someone once I'd calmed down, and then I was able to assess the situation. Had it been my gameplay, there was no way I could have figured out how to direct things like that. <laughs> what a goofball. He's crazy. And like I said, absolutely called out. He's like, I was really surprised how calm you were. It's like he's thinking like, I didn't, I didn't know that you could like actually do it, do your job. That's amazing. <laughs> well, but, I mean, the music, you can tell that attention to detail is in that raid. Yeah, because so true. many, um, it's funny too, because I think Yoko Taro has, has jokingly complained about this in interviews, like, oh, the music has gotten all the praise, you know? Um, but it's all so well orchestrated. Like the moments when the, that music hits or things happen definitely left a big impact when I very first ran through it. So you mm -hmm. can see that like, although he is kind of eccentric, obviously that sense of direction and that sense of style and, you know, storytelling and narrative and the way he interweaves it is all present for sure. And the um, music is solid aside, like, yeah. Oh yeah. As I've mentioned at this point, many times I have not played the games, but I quite enjoyed the music. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I want to get into the game, but I just, every time I do, I just, it, I don't know. I never, I, I never end up sticking with it, but that music is so good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, uh, it's so good. Somehow impactful, even for people who aren't getting that little bit of nostalgia from having already known the music. So good. Mm -hmm. Good job. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. And um, I think that is important too, for like a exactly that reason, because this is a crossover event. We have people on both sides that are going to be coming in either fresh or that, you know, are really familiar with it. So how do you create an experience where, like, no matter where you're coming from, people still get a sense of what makes that franchise iconic? Mm -hmm. And, like, what both franchises that are collaborating sort of bring to the table. Um, so it is, it's definitely like a meeting ground. It's not just, like, one or the other. Um, so I think everybody can enjoy it. And and although some of the story seems as though it were maybe a little bit, it's still confusing for a lot. I don't totally know how it fits in with everything. I do think the actual, like, thematic immersion of the raid was really on point personally yeah and i mean that that's something that uh you know th throughout the, the 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 life of the game every every expansion every raid series just gets more and more thematic and right. uh cinematic and immersive and i mean it's just they get better and better um mm. we we, we did talk uh, about this uh mm. it was it was interesting to sort of compare it to the previous 24 man set because yeah. It was Final Fantasy with Final Fantasy. So it all felt very, I don't want to say the same, but it does all, all come from that basic same team-ish source. So it, there were there were some threads. There were some very constant threads. Whereas in this particular case, it was like, this is a new style of music and this is a new kind of setting. And I, just, I thought that was very interesting. Mm. It, was, it was entertaining on a, on a bubbly brain level for me. <laughs> Um, 
so we, we did uh, talk about this a little earlier, um, the idea of how many raids are there going to be. Um, they they talked about this a little bit, too. They said, two more sections? Uh, I don't think we've decided on two. Um, that must be based on the cadence of previous raids, right? No, it's uh, it's going to continue on for about 156 more sections. Is that enough to tell your story? Yes, that should be good according to my concept. <laughs> 156. They're really having yep. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I. How would everybody feel if we got four, like four twenty-four mans? Fine with me, man. You know we're gonna we're gonna hit the end of of the expansion where it's like, well, time to go play yeah, another exactly. game, and then they're like, actually, here's an extra twenty-four man. Bring it on. It's fine. That'd be fine. Be, yeah, yeah, it would be interesting. I mean. You know, they, they've been playing continue, around. If I continue to get pretty dresses, then yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they keep playing around with the the kind of formula, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, okay, so this expansion, we get one dungeon per patch. But then maybe we get a fourth 24, man. We're getting uh, more solo instances. Um, we're getting like a trial with every patch. Uh, you know, it's... It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It'll be wild if they did something even like completely unexpected where maybe our, you know, the fourth installment was a trial or something or, you know, something that we just had never come to expect from the 24 man plotline or Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, I would be I'd be down. I'd love to see four. And they've already had the the kind of exploration stuff, too, with yeah, with the copied factory. So who knows? I definitely think they'll be using that to give us like this is like one and a and a, and a third because we have a little bit of story here. You know, they're mm-hmm. just kind of breaking it up, and it's weird because you know, fourteen is the MMO that tells stories the best. You know, and they had a formula and it worked, and they're still changing it. That's yeah. ridiculous, but you know, it's great. It's awesome, especially when they bring in people who will basically force them to change the formula. Like yeah. Maybe not, you know, because he's like, oh, it's my ego. It's, I want to do this. And they go, well, you know what? Let's try it, you know? It's just it's just cool that they, that these show how experimental they are. Yeah. I think and I mean, it would be... Go ahead. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, on one hand, right, you want that consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that, that idea of, like, okay, this patch will get an eight-man, we'll get two dungeons, and we know what's coming. Like, that's kind of nice to have, um, especially, you know, in, in a time where, I, you know, I can remember... Um, starting up something like you know Knights of the Old Republic when that came out, and it's like, where are these updates? Like, <laughs> you know, it, it took so long for them to get the ball rolling on that. Um, so to have that consistency is great, but at the same time, like, it does become stale after a point. Mm-hmm. And not that that consistency is bad, but it's like, is something gonna break the mold? But then they it's do, like but then they have to take it from somewhere else over and, and over again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's still yeah. delicious. But you kind of want something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's always a really fine line that MMOs have to walk. Because you're right. Like, if as a player, you don't know, especially in a subscription-based game, right? Because then you're paying this monthly subscription where you're saying, I'm investing in you and the development team because I enjoy what you're bringing to the table. And I hope that what I get in return is you know an equal or goes above exchange you know for for the money that i'm putting in and the time that i'm putting in so having an idea of timelines and schedules and what kind of content and releases you're going to get 
can really make a huge difference, especially when you know that it's going to be quality and you're like, I can't expect that I will get this thing I like at this time. So it kind of tides you over. Mm. But I do think with Shadowbringers, it's so funny because the formula, like you said, seemed so finally honed, you know, mm -hmm. like, here's exactly what we're going to yep. do. And then to push it further and say, we're going to innovate. And not only that, but like the people we're collaborating with this expansion are also going to be known for their innovations. And all of this stuff that we're doing is going to push what we've already accomplished is such a good sign for the future of the game. You right. got to take risks to get, mm -hmm. you know, to new heights. So... I, I think it's a great thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be down. I mean, for we we have unusual. we have two versions of Diadem that show that they're not afraid yes. to uh, to try new things and change things if they don't work. <laughs> yeah. How exactly. do you think people would re react? Like you you said something closer to a trial, twenty four man trial level difficulty. Hmm. No, they but won't do it. Oh. I mean, I I also think that they wouldn't do it. I think people would complain a lot, but it also kind we, of makes me we feel have. Like a hard uh arsenal we yeah. have precedent for it the the ultima fight at fanfest right yeah okay. right oh, there was that that 24-man trial and everyone's like oh we're gonna get like a 24-man trial like that's really cool and then it came out and it was just like a bonus boss in the 24-man raid and she was like i don't know why you people thought it was a trial it's like because it was a <laughs> trial at fanfest what do you mean you don't understand but uh, I, I, mean, the, I think yeah, it would be I, interesting. I think it would be fun. And if it's like at the end and maybe not necessarily something that has to be done, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that might be better because when you are talking about 24 man content, you're talking about more casual content. And the more difficult you make that, the more people are going to be upset because they want something yeah. that's kind of easy to do. Well, and and I think... I, on the flip side, I think it would be really interesting to try something that is trial level difficulty with. Mm -hmm three times the people. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and I think, too, part of that, right, is the idea of then it's going to take longer to queue, right? Because you're going to need right. to find all those people yeah. and all those specific roles. But, yeah. but, um, Square has been showing us that they're not afraid to make temporary content. Right. If it's only popular for a patch, so be it. I mean, we're getting these Unreal Trials, and that's exactly yeah. what they are. One per patch, mm -hmm. and it's there for that patch. And the trials um, have always, after a point, been something that you could go in and cap. So, you know, in like an expansion or two, you could probably go in and try it out with eight people, and that might be hilarious. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. it's hilarious at this point to go back and try and do a lot of the 24-mans with small groups. Like, it can be really fun. So if they did do something at the end, especially if it wasn't tied into the end game, or I guess like the gearing end game, mm -hmm. to some degree, I... I don't always think the 24 mans are like the end all be all of that. And sometimes people, um, you know, seem to really focus on it, but it is a great way to like get gear if you need and you're not raiding or to get all classes geared up or just to like right. raise some eye levels, get some right. new things, you know? Um, so like, I think it would be a fun area where if they did a bonus and you had a 24 man trial or something that did require more coordination a la sort of a Baldessian arsenal, you know, large scale group encounter coordination, that could be a really like interesting thing for people to continue to try and come together and tackle, especially if you had some fun rewards or just some like bonus near stuff in there. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of that'd be an enjoyable you know, this, time. This makes me think a little bit about the original discussion that we had about near um, and the and the collaboration um, weapons, right? Ooh, 
It hey, was he, weapons. Now he's I on think board. You, he I like, think you I nailed know. it. Yeah. Because they kept saying during everything. I mean, now I'm way too invested in this. So this <laughs> but they kept Good saying, point. like, they kept saying in the interviews and stuff, even leading up to it. Um, we know that people really want the weapons, but we don't drop weapons with a 24 man. But where do we drop weapons? A trial. Yeah. So though, though we did it. have um again going back to that that last heavensward raid <laughs> where they like to change things up uh there was that <laughs> one chest actually that dropped a sword true true right. yeah they did a lot of for, weird for a stuff short time. With that. It didn't it go away i think it went away after they added so yeah the, yeah uh, the ultimate encounter mm, i see yeah when it was no longer it's, the or or, or, or it, it, it it swaps out depending on if somebody has the quest flag maybe I think that was that was it um, really it was weird, it was weird. even if they weird. didn't do a twenty four man which I'm still on board for the twenty four man trial they could they could condense it down to an eight man trial at the end there yeah could they could for sure or or they could add another if you wanted to or they could add another bonus encounter thing like they did with with Heavensward yeah. So yeah. we'll see who knows I, it, who at knows? this point, uh, like, I don't want to like expect something <laughs> different, but we've already seen a lot of changes to this kind of formula, right. For, for, for Shadowbringer. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if we, if we get something a little, a little expect different, the unexpected for sure. Yeah. And go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, they're usually pretty good about like really clearly delineating when something is not like don't expect this you know um because right. i think they've had the player base jump on board for things a lot of times and it would have been easy for them i think to to cut this little exchange of dialogue out about like i don't know if we've decided on just two or three or you know like i think they could have easily left it on so um with the editing room so it's one of those things where maybe this is them saying hey expect something different but what exactly that means we have no idea or if it was just a funny thing they thought players were going to laugh at that's yeah. also very possible <laughs> but um the fact that like they didn't shut it down and yoshida-san does not say in the interview like no well no 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 <laughs> you mm -hmm. know kind of Usually he was not shy about doing that yeah, he's yeah. just yeah. He, he's just spent so much time with with saito and yoko taro that he's like yeah hey, i'll just mess around too whatever yeah <laughs> I was gonna uh, say uh, the only way to get new stuff is to put the ideas out into the ether. Right there, you go. I'm gonna float directly uh, into Yoshi's Speaking brain. speaking of new ideas, uh, Yukataro said in the next installment, we're gonna delete a data center. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, bullshitting, <laughs> right? Saito's uh, follows up. Uh, everyone's working hard to get these outfits right, so we're gonna make them disappear. That's very near like, right? It's wasted effort trying to get that costume. <laughs> Goodness. No, that's only if this was Kojima. Oh, oh yeah. Then, then he would try and hurt us that way. Yeah. <laughs> He'll, he would be like, "Oh, it's an MMO. It's all about progression. Let me destroy all of it. All your but, gears." But, but first, five five minutes of credits written, directed, exactly. starred, and composed by <laughs> Hideo Kojima. Um, Welcome to my twenty four man raid. My twenty four man raid. It's not so much a raid as it is a forty five minute movie that I made for you. <laughs> Enjoy. And it'll then you sit all, there and watch. But we have those quests, already. Like Death Stranding, it'll be all fetch quests. Oh, but it's like oh, it's an MMO. Such Death a Stranding, good game. the I know. best fetch, like the best fetch quests. I incredible know. system. That's like, why I'd be down for it. I'd be so down if it was that good. 
How good I'm would that really, be? I'm though? really wanting. I'm really tempted to get it for PC and replay it when it comes out. Uh, <laughs> oh, so the music, like, oh, everything. Well, that's what it. these auteurs do. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. They they can find you know bits of the experience that we just gloss over, and they can change it into something different. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, I don't know anything about Nier, but that's what I'm looking forward to to see if he can mm-hmm. do it here. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I think when we were talking about the Nier Raid originally, I mentioned this. Um, but I mean, Fusion, I know you've tried to play the game a whole bunch. I know I really have experiences. <laughs> it is one of those things where I feel like it is a game worth playing, and it's worth playing every single ending. And mm. I did not believe this. It took me a long time to believe this. But within the last few weeks, my husband finished the final run of it. And he he is not somebody who's easily moved by everything. I mean, he he is he's an emotional man. Don't don't let me diminish yeah, yeah. him. But like, <laughs> it's rare that something affects him to the point that like he feels the need to like talk about it or share about it um, in like great excess, you know? Because mm-hmm. he's watched and played a lot of things. Um, and he got done with this, and he came into the room, like the bedroom, at like two a.m. sobbing. It was just like. <laughs> This was one of the most incredible things I have ever experienced. And like, if you don't do this, I will be so upset. And I think that it is one of those games that's worth playing because of exactly what you were saying. There are people who change what we expect from games. And Yoko Taro is one of those people. And the way that he tells the story of Nier may not always be super easy to get into, but... I think it's worth the payoff, even just from like the perspective of somebody who really enjoys games. Because seeing what we can do with the genre and how we can push it is an incredible, incredible like glimpse of the future and the future of storytelling in games. So I think that's why I've also been with like a lot of the stuff here with this collaboration. Just going, okay, show me what you got. Yeah. <laughs> all Bring right. On. I don't understand it all right now, but go. You gonna do five of them? Fine. I'll do five. I'm gonna do a twin right at the end, a, a trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll do it. It's okay. Yeah, because I'm curious to see what this does. And if he wants to delete a, a data center, sure, you do it. I don't. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Let me go somewhere else, though. Maybe. Yeah, just yeah. give us a warning, real quick. <laughs> my house. My house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Gonna be going to Japan for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to finish the near raid, you have to get on a plane and fly to Japan. The real ending is in a building. It's an unmarked warehouse. <laughs> you go. Like, all right, okay, sure, yeah. Let's do it. It's like this giant arg is just to figure yeah. out mechanics and yeah. Oh my gosh. Dude. Uh, um, yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they did talk a little bit about uh, the costume. They said uh, one of the overseas players that we we saw when the patch went live went into the content a hundred times because there were only three chests per run for the two B costume. Um. So rough. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe that that particular ratio of of unluckiness would happen. Can't yeah. believe. <laughs> uh, y- y- Yoko Taro stresses that it wasn't his fault. Uh, I believe it was caused <laughs> by the people who run Final Fantasy fourteen, and they have cursed this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just loved him saying like yeah I was reading the forms after all of this and there were all these messages written directly to me Yoko Taro about how I had why are you you so mean why do you hate us I was like oh you poor man (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's just, he's just sitting there. He's like, yes. Um, I, I really talk- can't believe that, though. I, I got the chest my mm. first time through. <laughs> Me too. I, yeah. so I, di- I didn't get it right away. Like, it took a while to get it. Um, but, like, I also wasn't going to, like, sit there and run the raid mm. a million times. Like, the first week. Like, that's the thing. Like, for for me, like, doing a raid, I like... I'll 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 run the raid until I get the gear, right? And you know, I'll I'll be like, all right, this week I want to go for this particular piece. And if like after a couple tries it doesn't drop, I just get whatever I can use and then I wait a week. Like I just doing it a hundred times in a week, like, oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. And that's yeah, that's that's, that's the first week too, when people don't know what they're doing and there's exactly. wipes and I mean, that's one of Go ahead. Go ahead, no, you go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh Aside from the fact that uh, I've been doing guides for the 24 mans, so like I have to run them a couple of times for, you yeah. know, science. Um, I'm one of those crazy people who will run it until I get the piece I want, unless it's, you know, Monday night, and then I'm like, whatever's left, give it to me. I want to have this piece. Yeah, it's, and it's mostly because for me, it's glamour. So I'm not going to just mm-hmm. pick up something that I right. don't like the look of because I, it's a waste somebody else should have the piece. Exactly. Like, I've never rolled on it. I've just passed on it because I don't want it for my character. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and I. We all have a lot of thoughts and feelings on this. <laughs> yeah. one. I was just going to say, to, to a point, you know, it also depends on uh, how many alternative uh, alternate jobs you have leveled, right? Yeah, like, that too. It's yeah. like, yeah, this doesn't look great, but like, I need new pants for my whatever. Right. So. I sure am still in the AF you get from not Geralt at the end of uh, Shadowbringer's original launch. Right. So there you go. Um, talking a little bit about the next raid, um, they say that it will shift towards exploring a narrative about humanity. Um, mm-hmm. Yogotaro says, it's a story I've never really written or has ever been depicted before. Uh, I'm sure half the players will be very mad at the direction I'm taking the story, but that can't be helped. Goodbye, everyone. Um <laughs> So uh, he's saying it's going to be like a like a dark, dingy uh, take on humanity, something that people don't want to see, the ugly parts. Uh, why do I, I do. want to depict things I'm that ready. people don't want to look at? Maybe I'm stupid. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally ready, especially in the setting that they've set up uh, in the, the first. Like, yes. I feel like that's an absolutely appropriate thing for them to I, do. I almost want to see them, and I, I don't know if they will, but I think this talking about this kind of theme i think it would be really interesting to go into a little bit more backstory for yulmore right yeah and, and some of like the right, stuff that right happened there, there. it's right right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh whether or not that happens we'll tell me we'll how terrible people are do it <laughs> right so we'll yeah I, I really liked the way he phrased this where he was talking about like humanity as a word has like these connotations to it where you know you might say um oh look at her sort of ex- expressing her humanity you you know she always seemed just like a character i'm just saying in general like she always seemed like she was mm-hmm. so standoffish but now we really get to see her humanity like this mm-hmm. idea that it has this softness to it or this consideration of like mankind as a whole well, and, that, like, and you know you know what it is it. i mean so did light and they're yeah. like, let's just go ahead and just oh, flip that around yeah. on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So it's they're just they're really yeah. just messing with things. For with him to take that, 
and then go like, hey, but I actually want to talk about like the flip side of humanity and what what else this word can mean. I was like that. And I think you're right. Yulemore is a perfect setting for it. And we've wondered for a long time, kind of like, why, you know, like, why is this big thing here on this cliff that nobody has noticed? Or, you know, why is this story set here? But I think that if it does continue to sort of draw on those themes, it's the perfect location. Right. Mm. Now that you've mentioned it, I really hope that's what they do. They've been sort of deep diving into small other portions. Uh, and aside from the original MSQ, I don't think we've gotten a whole bunch on Yule more, yeah? Which, well, no, but at, at the same time, right, they kind of, like, rapped on Yule more as well. Yeah. So I don't but, know right. how much right. more we would get, but... Um, one of the things that I, I cannot praise them enough for with, with Shadowbringers is how well they've been weaving in what has traditionally been yes. side content um, mm-hmm. into <laughs> MSQ and and being a, just a really big part of the overall narrative instead of like, hey, like there's Alexander over here. He's sucking up a lot of ether. We should probably do something about that. But only if only if you have time. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm busy. Yeah, so I, I'm really curious to see. Like, I kind of want them to, but I kind of want Near to be its own thing. But they really did leave Yulmore kind of short, like with mm-hmm. with everything. I think, but uh, I don't know. Tell me things, just... and then also tell me things about that area in Amarang with the the wave of light. That's what yeah. she thinks. I Give don't want to even get into speculation town, but like if you connected to to Yulmore and it was like you know they the Asians tried to start up a Ronka or an Aleg and they were just horrible people and they did bad things to the androids and now they're over here that'd be a great story I would love the heck As- Asians accidentally created androids that went into space well no <laughs> Oops. I, they like raised up like they raised up Aleg but they raised mm. up Yulmore and they were just horrible people because <laughs> we haven't heard the bad like have they done this multiple times they have when has mm-hmm. it gone yeah. wrong? You know? Is this a Westworld situation? <laughs> right. There you yeah, go. I mean, we have no idea. Like, we talked about this a little bit, I think, gosh, even last week or something like that. The idea, like, is near, are they from another planet coming mm-hmm. in? Or are these, are we assuming that this is some kind of branch that developed here on, you know, specifically mm-hmm. right. on the first? I uh, no idea. I, want, I don't know if I want that, but that'd be interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. They yeah. could do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Surprise me. Gilgamesh will be in the next uh, near game now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same dimensional currents and, and whatnot. There you go. Yeah. Yep. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, Yogatara says, with this crossover, uh, I tried to put meaning behind the content and for better or worse, uh, evoke a sense that we are creating this content together between the players and the developers and have a sort of dialogue and connection. I feel that we will continue to do so. Um, he talks about how it's kind of interesting that um, people can do this together, play together for the story, um, and he is glad to be a part of a story that would link to that kind of environment. Because um, again, right, he's only developed for console games. He hasn't developed anything for any multiplayer of any scale, and now he's doing 24-man raid content for uh, for an MMO that has over 14 million people registered mm-hmm. to play it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And you can tell that he, I think, has an interest in that because even in Nier Automata, if you play while you're online, you can come across the bodies, like the yeah. literal corpses. That's right, that's right. 
um, of other players. And what is really neat Ooh. is that they actually, you can leave a message of farewell when you die. So like when that player finds you, they um, uncover like your last words and you can like put together almost this like tapestry of different words that are provided to you to create this poem. And it was funny because um, sometimes when we'd be playing it, like you'd see somebody would have put something together that was like a total joke and it was really funny, right? And you'd <laughs> laugh about it and you're like, oh man, this poor, this poor guy died right here. I'm so sorry, man. And then you'd go to another one and there'd be this like poetically heartbreaking sentiment and you're just like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's so in line with a lot of his design mentalities, but Again, what could he do with an MMO if they let him? That's the right. question, mm -hmm. you know? Depending on how strict they are with that 24-man format, could we see something weird and, and wacky like that with the fact that you can all be in the field together? I don't, I don't know. I'm really I'm really curious. Like, it's, it's one of those things I would love to be, like, the fly on the wall, right? Uh, just, like, the meeting between, like, Yoko Taro, Yoshida, and, like, Bonri Oda. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So here's what I want to do. Okay, that's not. We no. That's we can't do that. And then Yoshida goes, you know, let's make it work. <laughs> Oda, like, Oda and Koji are just like, okay, <laughs> sure. You want bears? We'll make bears. All right, no problem. Fine, 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 fine. Um, but where the? But where do the bears come from? What do? Do the bears have names? Space they have bears. families? Space bears. Yeah. There was a blight, and mm -hmm. each card had them all. From the bear star, just like uh, Midgar Star. star. Now I, now yeah. I kind of want the near raid to, to spin off into a third collaboration and have us go into space. Mm. Right? We have the, the crash space station for part two. Let's go up into space, and the next raid will be on Mega Maid from Spaceballs. Um, <laughs> wow. It's yeah, a big that's yeah. a big ambitious. leap. That's a big leap. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's here. Everybody's here. We've I'm here for the solid crossover. I don't know. Like, <sighs> I mean, yeah, I'd be down for that. Too. I mean, just just take like the the Cooch Lane boss right from from Heaven's Word, yeah. and we can just reskin that as Pizza the Hut. Oh, and no. uh... I thought you were going on the Metal Gear. You were not. Yeah, no, 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 I'm still, I'm still on the stupid one. Yeah. Uh, Look, Fusion, I want you, I want all your dreams to come true. I, I don't know though, my friend, if that one's gonna happen. Like, no. They're gonna make us comb the desert in Amarang. Yes. You get, you get an extra the duty action for combing the desert. Yes. We get to go to Amarang. That's something I wanted to see more of. This is. Yeah, look, I'm go. telling you, this, this near Spaceballs collab is gonna be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the greatest thing in the history of collaborations. I'm here for it. <laughs> if you get sucked into space, you have to open up the can of oxygen to uh, to survive. Look, It'd be like potions in the uh, Monster Hunter uh, yeah. trial. For there sure. you go. I would be down if they were like, oh, hey, you know, here's the last, the third one. Oops, but the story's not over. Looks like we're going into space or something <laughs> like that. And then with the next expansion, we went to space and maybe like the next installment of 24 Mans was a continuation or Dragon Guard or, or, you know, or, time, or but... if we want to just go completely ape shit, because why not at this point? We've already I've yeah. already committed so much time to this, right? You do the Mega Maid thing, you fight in Mega Maid, it crashes actual Planet of the Apes crossover instead of just a bit <laughs> like it was at the end of the movie. 
four-way collaboration. Wow. Yeah. Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen near Spaceballs That's and Planet it. of the Apes. There you go. Get Woody Harrelson in to do right some now. stuff. The dream yeah. team. I see mm-hmm. the logo. Mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what about my dreams? <laughs> you have other <laughs> dreams, right? There's you gotta have a few others in there, Fusion. I didn't <laughs> I didn't I didn't think backup dreams were a thing, but now I'm starting to have concerns. All right. Grant, <laughs> That's a dream. That was gonna yeah. happen. Hold on to Gabrath because that Hold one I on think will happen. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm confident at, at at one point or another. If it's not a trial, it'll be a solo instance, like like the yeah. weapon we're getting. Um, where were we? Just a, just a little <laughs> sidetracked. It's in the ah. spirit of you the could video. you get like a like a Mega Maid yeah. mount, like it would be. Oh my! I shouldn't have said that because it continued. Yeah, did you I... just you threw it on more. <laughs> Did I encourage this? <laughs> you did. Yeah. When it flies, it pulls out the vacuum. Sure. I mean, to be it's fair, all right. <laughs> to be fair, Fusion deals with uh, the weird crap that I come up with all the time. So it's your turn, yeah. buddy. Do it That's up. fair. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just, I, I, I need to send this to, to Moose later just so he can be like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> Why and then you were blocked on every side. Right. Well, well, you know, well, we're hoping, hoping next week, uh, next week we want to talk about Boja lore. Uh, we're hoping to get both uh, Moose and Ethis on. Maybe, maybe I should pitch this to them and see. Uh, we can make this work from a lore standpoint. How we could? Uh... They're gonna be like, oh, we it's it's interesting that. because yeah. because we have we have Zanidra's like, oh, I don't know about this. And then Rook is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we could I... do a whole episode. Of just getting them to help us justify completely nonsensical hair-brained garbage that we wanted to see in the game. I'm sorry, Fusion. It's not garbage. I'm so sorry. No, it's no, not that garbage. I, I actually, I love, the, I love that idea. We'll just take a bunch of pop culture references, draw them out of a hat, oh, and then talk about how we could incorporate it into the lore. Put it on the list. Add it to the list. <laughs> Oh, Moose is gonna kill me. All right. Um, our, our last point here um, with this is uh, she was saying that the first raid was a little bit of a test. We wanted to make sure uh, that we were offering a sense of stability and reassure people that a merger between these two universes is possible. Uh, from there, we can impress people through the elements, such as recreating the original material at a high quality. Uh, there may be things that they don't understand, but I think that they could feel uh, the level of the quality from both sides of the collaboration. So. I mean, that's that was my thing, right? As soon as they announced this at the Paris Fan Fest, I was like, what? How is this going to work? <laughs> um, at least with, with Return of Elise, it's like the same franchise, but near. Right. Like, what? And so she was like, all right, so we proved that we can kind of make it work. Uh, and and now we'll just... Uh, We'll just keep keep going. Um, I'm really curious. Um, you know, he, he does talk about recreating the original material at a high quality. That's weird to me because I, I felt like, and this is one of the things I, I, we talked about after the new collab came out. I feel like the graphics weren't that great in it. Like there were some material, like textures that just looked not great to me. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't notice that. But that was just me because I know, I think several of us mentioned that they felt like it wasn't very shiny. I thought it was gorgeous but I it's don't... in in terms of matching the near aesthetic yes but yeah. near is also not the prettiest game so it's That's like true. that like ground of like it's in 14 but it's also near um but i i, I am from so what was that I, I don't i don't have like a i didn't play the game so i don't have a place to mm-hmm. compare 
That's uh, fair. why he would say high yeah. quality over uh, whatever came before. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to me, but to it was, me it was fine. It just it was a different yeah. kind of setting that we hadn't had before. Yeah, to me, Nier has this like hazy, overly light aspected look in the first place. Like just about mm-hmm. everything I've ever seen of uh, Automata, at least, has this weird hazy on top of it. So maybe that more fog, more fog. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then maybe it's a thing. So maybe maybe I, it was an engines thing. It was a, it was a depth thing that just like more more fog. We can't we yeah. can't draw that far away. More fog. Yeah, that that might be F- it, fog of war. Yeah, <laughs> near while not beautiful. It's just grandiose on a scale that you can't do in sure. an MMO. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why. I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean, funny. I mean, I, we, we say that, but we had that giant hulking boss too. So I, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's interesting because Nier has a very strong aesthetic, mm-hmm. and there are times where it is very gritty and it's very, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be. It's it's like yeah. the ruins of Sparse, a once yeah. modern civilization. But there are also parts of it that are incredibly like lush and beautiful mm-hmm. and and rich and vibrant. And even some of those structures that have been reclaimed, there's this sense of life continuing on, even though it has been so thoroughly obliterated in some kind of way, shape or form. So it's it's definitely like an interplay with a lot of the mm-hmm. designs, but I think we got a lot of the industrial element right. with the first portion. So, I mean, there are these very, like, very iconic settings, like you've been talking about fusion with the, you know, um, carnival and stuff like that, but, there are a lot of really interesting places they could take us. I mean, the castle came to mind for me, which is a really beautiful one. Um, but I don't know if they'll do that because it doesn't totally fit with like the warehouse in the mountains kind of thing that's happening. <laughs> we know the yeah. space station is coming up. So mm-hmm. my guess is that they're going to be like directing us. My thought is that they're saying that the androids came from another planet and we're going to the mm-hmm. station to figure out what, what happened. A teleporter. a teleporter would be so cool. You can teleport to your castle. <laughs> teleport to like the ruins of another planet that would be neat we just just go up into space and 2b shows up and 2b just yeah pops kills zodiac off on the moon and that's there you go done story Um, done yes thank you (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Fusion's just going, hmm, this is what I didn't want before. (laughs) I mean, not at that level, no, but yeah. uh, Who knows? I mean, and again, it's it's one of those things, right, where if they weave it in, as long as they do it well, like, you can't be Mm -hmm. mad, right? You know what I mean? Like, just because it's not something I'm particularly fond of doesn't mean that there aren't a whole bunch of other people that are like, oh my god, near. Like, and that's cool for them. Like, this this is the other side of bringing in an auteur like that because mm. you have a lot of faith that they will push systems and bring you something new but you also know that it will fall on its face <laughs> if they mess one little thing up sure and you know they they have this propensity to like these navel gazing like oh it's it's so much higher brow than it is stories so it's kind of like yeah it's a little bit of both sides see no more in final fantasy 7 remake which i will not talk about but it's just that anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to me. Yeah, and I, and I think too the the benefit that we have too with with all of this is, um, even if they bring in guest creators, right? If they bring mm-hmm. in uh, Matsuno or they bring in Nomura or they bring in Yoko Taro, you still have Yoshida, Oda, yeah, and Koji that are there to be like this. Needs but their to- rulers like, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. 
they'll 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 trim the the shape of the block to make it fit in the hole right you know so mm -hmm. uh <laughs> yeah so there's there's that kind of re reassurance i guess <laughs> in that regard um let's see uh did we want to go over i know we had we had pulled up some extra stuff on uh and yoko taro i don't know if we want to go over that or not um uh, the, the bit on the lore that might be good to the lore entries yeah. there's a little bit yeah. about the lore entries yeah um, so this was something that, that the near raid did differently, right? After you beat the raid, they're like, you can go back in and just, just look around. And we're like, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you have to side with one of the, one of the dwarves too. And you're like, oh no, like, what are they, <laughs> what are they going to do now? Um, which one did you guys pick? Oh God, I don't even remember at this point. The, Why would uh, you pick... ask me? Yeah. I, I mean, I picked the guy who's like let's be careful and the other yeah. guy's like screw it let's go whatever guns blazing i definitely picked the the careful guy i remember that i think i did as well i think i picked sympathetic towards androids i i, re I remember sympathetic or non-sympathetic yeah. i don't i so i feel like i went with the trust her trust 2p mm -hmm. route yeah cause that's what i remember and there's a branch <laughs> and then there's a second like question yeah yeah I think I don't know if I got all the data or not. Um, I'm probably missing a few. I did, and I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very abstract, and how much of it is just like poetic? I don't know commentary on the themes, and how much of it is actual sort of context or hints about the story itself. I have no idea. Well, um, and then <laughs> you did have the the one the one room too. In the in the raid is actually closed, but when you go back to explore, it's opened up, and there's all the bodies. Well, that's hmm. dead people. It's all 2B bodies, right? Yeah. Okay. It's 2B. Um, which, for anybody, well, again, I don't want to like spoil games for anybody or anything, but like the recurring death of, of 2B is a figure from Automata, and mm -hmm. also like some of the history and, and just sort of context that unfolds over the course of that game. Um, same with the conflict with 9N boss fight. So, like, a lot of what has led us to that point with those figures does seem to be a direct tie-in to the storylines of Automata. So it's possible that kind of like we saw Ivalice being a continuation of um, like the tactics verse and story in, in a way that is almost like a linear continuation to some degree, um, but merges with the Final Fantasy XIV lore. It could be that this does have some kind of extension off of the actual story of Automata, mm -hmm. but that they're trying to also give it its own playable story alongside it, um, so that like if you don't pick up those references, you don't necessarily have to worry about. That's always um, the hard, I the hard thing when, when this and and for you know w without going into it, right? Final Fantasy VII remake, it's that idea of the game mm -hmm. needs to work on its own, right? But if you played the other one, then that experience is 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 then that much more elevated, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a it's a very careful line that you have yes. to walk because you don't want to have to rely on that other game, but you yeah. do. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was also okay. interesting here because I I didn't make a note about this, but um, two P. So the character that we have featured. 
um, from what I was able to research, um, is a figure, and of course, anybody who's out there, if you'd like to write in with more information, feel free, but um, was a figure that was like an optional recolor of a 2B skin. Yeah. Um, and it was like something that you could unlock in a game that there was like another collaboration or crossover with. Um, but the player base referred to her as um, player two, 2P, two because yeah. of the like coloration change mm -hmm. with her outfit and her hair and her skin. Yeah. And it became canonical with the 14 collaboration um, because they officially said 2P for her. Mm -hmm. um, so I also was wondering off of that, just how much of this idea of like an MMO he's going to be playing with is, right. Is there going to be some kind of larger commentary about like the difference between 2B or 2P, the idea of a second player with you, the idea of, I don't know, but it was kind of intriguing to like see that he had chosen for whatever reason to almost shirk that iconic original character of 2B and like we see her dead bodies and instead have 2P as the person that is now mm -hmm. like our sort of connector or avatar with this. Mm -hmm. I wonder if... Uh they were trying to do a little bit of uh, mimicry as far as like, we have the source and there are different um, mm -hmm. paths that that source eventually took when it was shattered. And yeah. you, could, you could make the argument that we have the original one and all of the people there are your player ones. And then in each of your different mm -hmm. shards, you, you have player there two, player three, player four. You I, could, I and I mean, it's... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was gonna say, it's called copied factory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, there could be something there about either it being like a replica of an original or a place where copies are made or, a, you know, like, or yeah. that idea of like the, copied realities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the, a the lot. For, so. The fourth raid is the original factory. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I was going to say, I think if I, if memory serves right, I believe 2P was a uh, soul caliber. Soul caliber. Yeah, yes. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. So uh so that's so there's there an additional go. crossover there <laughs> yeah we'll just we'll just everything we'll just grab we'll, that's you know what the last uh, trial we'll, is we're gonna yeah, get link we'll, yeah if all uh, of a sudden the announcer from soul caliber just shows up in 14 oh <laughs> <laughs> like, well i mean you, you think about it right Soul caliber we've had we've had link we've had spawn we've had mm -hmm. uh multiple uh star wars characters uh yeah. including expanded universe like Slowly, your face is just getting space balls. Planet of the Apes. We'll just yeah. Oh god, we're back on it. Oh boy, this will be great. Okay, so everybody, write in with what you want us to try and fit into the fourteen lore. Give us your most crackpot crossovers that we need to justify in fourteen. Challenge for our lore masters. Oh. Um, but yeah, all of this goes to say that like there's a lot of interesting possibility with the lore and what we were talking about, maybe discussing a little bit extra. We had a few adjacent topics connected um, just in case we wanted to talk a little bit more. Um, and one of them was that collection of lore entries from Copied Fact. Mm -hmm. Do we want to like not necessarily deep dive, but try to semi-analyze any of these things? For people who have any it's, ideas what's it's, going it's on. A little, it's a oh, little rough, because some of these are very just gibberish, right? Right. Aquatic um, and dry climate existing side by side. Yeah, there were sort <laughs> of... So when I was, like, reading over them, because I was trying to look over some recap stuff, right? Um, they kind of break down into, like, three major categories. Machine research reports, which appear to be some kind of examination of the machines, which we kind of assume to be 
the little boys that we see that are shuffling around and or possibly also extending to the androids. But if you've played um, Automata, there is typically like a delineation between yeah. the tin can machines and the androids themselves. Um, they are considered like separate entities, partially because the machines are believed to have been like part of an invasionary force that chased humanity off the planet and annihilated like organic life. So it's mm. it's believed like they're two sort of separate things, but they obviously share commonalities and mm. there's more that's revealed about them. So they're talking about these machines, the objective is to kill the enemy and that's it, but that they seem to be evolving to the point that individual diversity, personalities, opinions are evolving as they take in all the data that they can in the world. Um, so we get a little bit about that. Um, then with the second sort of version, we get the unidentified expedition logs, one, two, and three, which seems to be an unknown entity who is surveying terrain. So yeah. like, again, we have no idea how these actually connect. Like, is the examination of the machines something that could have come from like a home planet and the information just made it here? Or were these actual examinations of people who went into the ruins to try and explore the machines? We're not like 100% positive. Um, like, we just don't so, know. Um, there's a, say this entity is surveying this this uh, <laughs> this first because they need a new planet. And then they decide, they they, they start to, to, to build up this copy factory for, for various invasion reasons. And then they're like, oh, this place is screwed. Never mind. Bye. So they trap it's, their factory and they, they head out. And that's you know, it's, it's really interesting, too. Um, and, and I could just be, you know, again, tinfoil hat moment, right? Um, there's the... Uh, the talk of the aquatic and dry climate existing side by side. Mm -hmm. So is that, what is that referencing? Is that referencing the Tempest, Amarang, Kalusia, uh, yeah. um, an unusual sort of aquatic life discovered? Is that uh, the, uh, is it Bismarck? Is it mm -hmm. the, um, the Ando? The Hagen? Yeah, the Ando. Ando. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it the the one uh, like crazy fate in the tempest? Is it that creature? Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> is it Amarant? Because they could tell that yeah. it's an illusion. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's interesting. They they go on. You know, talk about uh, the front line, which would indicate a war or battle. Uh, that's the one I'm not quite sure of. I don't know where that would be. Um, also, be the, the front line of where the light is. Could be coming. That could be. Um, could be. The, the... I almost feel like it's earlier than that, though, because it seems like there would be more talk about like civilization being there, and this idea of like I'm really glad I am not personally on the front lines. It, it could be like a person from the planet, but mm -hmm. we get this. I don't know. I got this weird sense that it felt more analytical in a way like a discovery team or an invasionary you know like where mm -hmm. like they're scouting something unfamiliar to them and that the reference to the war could be a reference to like the war back on their home planet or their home plane or something like that i mean that. that's that's the thing that's really interesting to me i mean I, you i think initially right you you look at all these things and you think oh it's talking about things near related right but then you get into some of the weapon fragment data and it's talking about a world that we once knew Amarant, um, <laughs> a war that devastated the world. Life continued to struggle on in some form. Something so that, that could be uh, the reason that they summoned up Zodiac, mm -hmm. right? 
yeah. a, a blow to halt the twin gears of life and death. Yep. Light, dark, <laughs> zodiac, high, like. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. We have no idea. Like, I didn't, it's funny. I think about how it could tie into the actual lore that we had revealed with like Amarat and everything. Because I was thinking near, like you said, but they could, it could easily be a reference to like super ancient stuff. I have no idea on that. Um, yeah, and then I, outside just... of that, there are just like outlying snippets, which are the memory of a damaged machine and tattered flyer, which I, I feel mm. like are flavor. I. They they don't have a lot. I mean, the memory of a damaged machine is just kind of lamenting loneliness and looking for their brother, which which could be um, a direct reference to a short portion of Automata where you play as a robot who's calling for his brother, um, mm. but that he also feels that if he got in contact with anybody, he would kill them. So there's like mm. that kind of pull where he's lonely, but he does also doesn't could want to like just be just be a Easter egg nod kind of. Yeah, I think know. it's just the nod. And then the flyer is very ambiguous. I have no idea. It has these like empty question mark words that you can fill in in a variety of different ways. Um, one that Mad Libs. Yeah, it's almost like Mad Libs, <laughs> like where you could say, you know, almost like welcome to blank or welcome, you know. Um, but there's mention about these like swords that match re regions and squads and uh, stuff with that. So no idea exactly what those mean, but if we're looking ahead to what they could do. Mm -hmm. It's the yeah. trial. It's the weapon. It's the weapon hint. There we go. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but there's a lot there. And based off of the interview that we, I mean, this little documentary, I think it's a good time to start looking back over some of that, especially as we look ahead to the next 24 man and start wondering just how it might all come together. Mm -hmm. And then, and then whatever conclusion we come to, it'll be the opposite of that. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm honestly, I had no idea what to think of this stuff before, but talking about especially the unidentified expedition log section, mm. there's some, there's some parallels there, man. Yep. Yeah. That, that part is especially interesting to me. Maybe, maybe before, uh, 5.3, we can, uh, tinfoil hat this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when we're, when we're in Amarat, they talk about other civilizations existing, yeah. Uh, they they give mm -hmm. zero details on on who or what those other civilizations may be. Yeah. So think about all the other people on this planet that didn't understand creation magic. What would they have? <laughs> like, yeah. oh look, there's big monsters. That's fine. I guess this is just, just how the planet just is. Making all these things. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Frank just came up with a really cool idea. We're gonna make robots mm -hmm. and uh, just send them into space, and we're just gonna leave. See what happens. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> that, that could legitimately be something that happened. Yep. They're like, our planet is F. Let's leave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, Who knows? I, mean, I would love that if, you know, on on the the unshattered first, there was the people who could do creation magic and then people who were more technology and they were like, screw this planet. And that's how you get the androids. That'd be cool. They made a space station. And they went in space and it failed and it came back and they're all dead. Yeah, Look, exactly. I would not put it past. I would right. not put it past Yoko Taro to be like, oh yeah, I got asked to do a collaboration event. I don't know. I'll just like add I'll something take... in that changes the yeah. entire lore of my whole game franchise. <laughs> and then and then you'll 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 come into some really interesting dialogue when you explore the crash space station. It basically just plays out like uh what was what was that movie with uh Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt where they're in oh, they're in oh. space. It'll be like that, but like yes. with androids. Passengers? 
Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be like that, but with but with uh, <laughs> but with androids. But oh, we can yeah. still keep Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Because because then he'll he'll come back later and he'll he'll be like the commander for Mega Maid. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. And I then was we like... get like a Matrix uh, John Wick crossover also. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what? Let's just get every sci-fi he's got, we can possibly He's got some pigeons. He's also a pharmacist with a, a various assortment of colored mm-hmm. pills. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a bus that's going really fast and cannot stop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm. The last installment of this raid is going to be wild. Let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, that data center's it, going down. Culture, mm-hmm. like punch extravagance yeah, that's, 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 see dancing. that's the collaboration that we need right we have we have you know return to evil east we've got uh nomura on on eden we've got uh near automata uh next next collaboration literally everything yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the poor lawyers at square enix yeah don't they need to they don't have enough manpower to uh to work out the rights for that good <laughs> I'm here but, for it. Uh, right? Uh, so that, <laughs> that's uh that, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh next week we're gonna talk a little bit about all the lore that's kind of buried into the uh the Boja stuff. Um hopefully we'll have uh Ethis and Moose for that, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh if you want, you can email us at AetherateRadioGamerscape.com. You tweet at us at AetherateRadio. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Discord at Gamerscape. Discord.gg slash Gamerscape. We have an Aetherate Radio channel there. If you would like to come in and talk to us about the show and give us your thoughts on things like housing. <laughs> we, had, we had some words exchanged about housing uh, a little bit this week. So uh, if you have ideas for crazy collab stuff, you want to make us try and shoehorn into 14, uh, drop us some stuff there, drop us an email, drop us a tweet. Um, I, I think at some point, it's such a ridiculous idea for an episode that we're going to do it and we'll make a big it's push for, happen. for stuff. That, and then the next for... one will be the musical episode. Yeah, I was about to say. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Get ready. And we're gonna take we're gonna take all those now new canon ideas and incorporate those into new. We didn't start the fire. It's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. We'll just we'll take some some some. Uh, we'll we'll grab some stuff from like Spamalot and Hamilton mm-hmm. and we'll just mix yeah. it in with Mega Maid and Planet of the Apes, Gola and the Matrix, Les. and done. There Les you go. Oh, see, Les and Alamigo just works. Okay. No, you're yeah. wrong. You're not wrong. Oh. <laughs> All right. Before we go off the rails again, my head. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that'll do it for this week. We will see you guys next time. Have a great week. Bye. Bye, Bye. everybody.